Hey, it's Shastin Rains, and welcome to Crosswalk Church. You're listening to Today's Presence, a podcast in which Pastor Tim hosts conversations about culture, daily life, and what the scriptures have to say. We desire to bring you encouragement and hope during this time. So once you finish this podcast, make sure to visit crosswalkvillage.com to find more information about our church and additional resources from our pastoral team. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It is time for the podcast. Tim, any announcements? What are you drinking today? Um, So we're just about done with the original order of arcade that we had. So we're going to have to reorder. And Sam, uh, you're still drinking from your from your Lovewell tumbler. I don't, for some reason, my tea is more delicious coming from my Lovewell crosswalk tumbler. <laughs> delicious. Such and the thing I like <laughs> the best is that Christiane sent it to me, even though you told her not to send it to me. I like how you're doing product placement right now, so I can see the Lovewell while you're drinking it, and this is an audio podcast. <laughs> It's completely worthless, but it's, where's but where's this love love world tumbler available, Tim? Uh, on our merchandise page, www.crosswalkvillage.com. I think it's slash merchandise, but I don't actually know because I just go into the office and purchase what I want from from the stash. You know, <laughs> just, that's what you I did. You take what you want from the no, stash. no. There's I've purchased stuff before. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's what's cool though. We're we've got the we've got these masks, right? We sold out of them. We're getting a whole new batch today. Should be today, but but the company that we work with also has this organic disinfectant um, that smells really good. That we're actually going to do a labeling with as well. So you're going to be able to buy disinfectant for your masks right on, it and you just spray them and air them out. And they're perfect because when you wash them, they, they stay fine. That's not really an issue, but it takes a long time to dry because they're made out of bamboo. I don't know if you know that. Is bamboo taking over? All have of you, our products. Have you ever had bamboo in your yard? Because yes, it takes over. That's all bamboo does. It multiplies right. like rabbits. It grows. It grows like yeah. five feet a day, right? Right. That's like the... only only to be outdone by bougainvillea, which is the devil's plant, <laughs> which we can go into later. I don't think that's a. The Sounds like you topic. spent some uh, weekend doing some yard work. I hate bougainvillea. I don't even have any in my yard anymore because I will not. And if my neighbors get it. I may poison their bougainvillea because <laughs> it's not appropriate. Again, just trying to save the world for Jesus. You know, I'm, I'm tempted to spend some time on, on what organic disinfectant means, but because we're not scientists, we better not. <laughs> I don't Plus, know what probably, it means. We're five minutes into this thing and we haven't said anything of substance yet. So <clears throat> I disagree. Let's get to it. My, oh. opinion, my opinion on bougainvillea is substantive. I don't even know if you're pronouncing that right. Bougainvillea. There you go. Now you're so, doing it. That's yeah, what I said Spanish. before. I said the same thing. Villa. I think you said Villa. Jojoba. And it's Vija. <laughs> Is that how that's said? And did I tell you one time I called uh, the city in California, El Cajon. I called it El Cajon. In front of a bunch of people who knew I should have said El Cajon. Well, you have told me that Spanish is your first language, even though I don't 100% agree with yeah, you. Yeah, but or the you. way you English speakers adulterate the Spanish language, I just thought there's no way they're actually saying Cajon. So I went with Cajon <laughs> at a funeral. At a funeral? Yeah, eulogizing That's disrespectful. A, a church member. Wow. It, was, it was horrible. Jokes in a funeral are not appropriate, Sam. Hey, so should we get to it? Yeah, yeah, let's get to it. Sam, what are we talking about today? Message to our college students. This is for college students. Right. Because Sam Sam and I both have, we both have college students at home. 
Yeah. Right now, both of our daughters. And they're at home because um, the universities they were attending uh, closed down for right. the COVID crisis. And there's so much happening. It, I, we can imagine what a college student is going through right now. And so we thought we'd spend just a few minutes uh, giving them th thinking of our daughters and yeah. every other person in their stage of life. Yeah. If you're a college student and you're in this stage of life, right. listen and to if, us. And if you're a parent of a college student who listens to this and your college student is not interested because why would they want to hear a couple old guys talk, which <laughs> is pretty much what my daughter said to me, um, let may, tell them they need to listen to this one. Shove it in their face and let them know this is the one to listen to because, um, because we do. We've got these daughters who live in our homes and um, we're so excited to have, I don't know how you feel, Sam. I think yep. you love your daughter from what you've told me before. Um, but... but <laughs> <laughs> said that in a weird way. <laughs> Not right. Allie, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, we love our kids and we love having them back. But at the same time, like your daughter came back from Argentina where she was spending the year, which is, that's traumatic. And she's still doing online school with them, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was her year abroad. You know, everyone dreams of their year abroad. Yeah. And especially learning a language um, was cut short. Yeah. Almost two and a half months short. Yeah. It was painful. And, and Hannah, Hannah was, yeah, from the entire Wawa. quarter of her first year of college gone, right? and just just thoroughly enjoying her first year. I mean, it's just loving it, loving college life up at Walla Walla, just getting so involved um, in in spiritual life there and the social life there. And now she's back, and she looks at us like you are not as much fun as my college experience. <laughs> and like, you know, I think it's not fair that we, you know, we require chapel three times a week for her, but you know, we're trying <laughs> to keep a semblance of what <laughs> her, her schedule, her academic schedule. Right. I mean, we go check in at 11 o'clock. Like, are you home? Are you in your bed? All right. You, you, you get that going point. <laughs> you take we, ten attendance at your chapel program. We've made her 13 year old brother, her RA. She's not happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, well, I'll tell you what, no, at home, true. we're keeping the diet of a college student. Um, Shelly and I were looking at, my wife and I were looking at each other, can we continue eating like this? Can our bodies handle this? Dude, I know. I don't know. And I have know. you noticed that there's no schedule to eat now? People just wander out of their rooms and eat whenever they want to. And we're like, hey, when are, you, when are we sitting down together? And apparently never. Right. I, want, I said the other day, the calf opens <laughs> at 8 a.m., <laughs> noon, and 6 p.m. Yeah. Outside those hours, you're going. You're going to find your own food. Yeah, no, for sure. For hey, sure. so anyway, so so so, because we love our daughters and we love every college. Because you and I have had long a long history with college students. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to say some things. I'm going to make yeah, statements, and you're going to riff on them. Okay. All right. Let's go. And these are for um, a word to them. Um, yeah. And it's, and this is especially relevant. This first statement is especially relevant during this this time. Um, there's a difference, Tim, between, and dear listener, dear college student listener. Dear college listener. There's a difference between going to college and getting an education. Yeah. Go. Absolutely. <laughs> Go. Go. Be, be, that's like telling a comedian to be funny. Go. <laughs> be brilliant. Wisdom now. <laughs> I have very little. No, listen. Listen, um, first of all, we want to recognize what you've lost. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a huge, a huge amount of, that you've lost 
you will gain it back. We will, we will come through. It may not be exactly what you were experiencing before, but we'll get through this. We'll figure it out. There will be ways that you connect again. There'll be, you know, there'll be those, that shared dorm life, all of that will come back. It just may take a while and it may look a little bit different, but, but don't lose hope on that. I think everyone's committed certainly through, you know, Avenus education to make sure that that happens for you because we all mark that as an important part in our lives and we want to see that for our kids as well. So we're going to work hard um, with the institutions and the institutions are going to work hard to make that happen. Number one, number two, um, this is part of the education. Yeah. Right. This is, this is part of forming your character and who you are and the way you will reflect on this eventually, not as a good thing. I don't, I'm not going to say that you're not going to be like, wow, I'm so glad that happened because I wasn't having enough fun and I wanted to go back and live in my parents' house. I don't think you're going to say that, but I think what you're going to say is, okay, this is part informing me who I was, the, the ability to, to handle disappointment to find hope in the middle of it and to live through it, to persevere. Um, mm. You're going to do that to learn a new way of, of learning, which I know is so hard for so many of you. Um, Zoom is not like I teach a, a college class and I should probably just apologize to all my college students right now. Like I'm not good at this. Um, but, but all of it is forming who you are. So education doesn't just happen in a classroom and it's not just content. Education is something vastly greater than that. Sam, you go. Yeah. So learn this word and, and Google it and um, develop this one, this one thing that will help you through life. And the word is resilience. Yep. Um, resilience will, will help you get through these moments that you're going through right now. Um, and I think the other thing I would say is that you are part of a, think of yourselves as pioneers. You're part of a massive transformation. Mm, yeah. And, and um, education. Someday you'll look back at these days and you'll say to your children, your grandchildren, what I went through in 2020 um, was the pivotal moment in how we think about education, higher education especially. Last thing I'll say, and this goes to the heart of the statement, you, you, you will realize, and in my years in, in college ministry, the people who were the most successful were the ones who understood, I'm not here... The, the classroom is not the only place to learn. The classroom is actually a vehicle for the education I want. And the education is really what you're after. You want right. an education. That's right. really, and sometimes your classroom is actually interfering with the education. Um, yeah. Often, often it is. Um, go to college not to get a degree, not, to, not just to earn a piece of paper that signals to people that you spent the time, you spent them, or your parents spent the money, someone spent the money, but go to college to, to learn, to be educated, to learn as much as you can. And by the way, that can happen outside of college. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know college administrators listening to me right now are, are probably shuddering when I say that. Stop saying that, Sam. <laughs> um, but you can. Yeah. But college and just gives you a cohort of people that you can learn with and it's super fun and the experience is amazing. But, but really, honestly, you can learn these things on your own. College is probably just giving you the discipline and the people around you to learn it together. Right. Which is, that's so incredibly important. I mean, I, Sam, you and I got our master's degrees together and that's where we, where we became friends. And we've talked about that on this podcast before, but um, no students, 
students, college students, dear, dear college students. Um, <laughs> the thing I think I, I lament the most about all of this is some of the lost opportunities um, that you've had, that you've had to experience. But those lost opportunities are not the only opportunities. And so I just, I want to encourage you on those tougher days where you're like, I can't, I don't think I'm going to get through this. You're going to get through it and you're going to be stronger for it. And when you come back, you're going to have a different kind of appreciation than I think even we did for, for, um, you know, for dorm life, for mm. the ability to go to the cafeteria and eat together. All those things are going to be that much sweeter, I think. Yes. Second statement. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. There's a difference between a career and a calling. Yeah. That's really the concept of vocation, right? A vocation is you vocalizing, if you will, kind of metaphorically, what it is that you're all about. And, um, And this is an opportunity to really figure out what you're all about in the moments, in the sabbatical that we've all sort of taken from the, the press of life. This is an opportunity to say, what do I really want to be about? My bet is we're going to see a lot of changed majors, a lot of people rediscovering what their purpose is and what they really want to do. And um, so this is a good time for it. It's a good time to really think about how you want to express who you are and your purpose through the job that you decide to take and the field of study that you decide to, to jump into. Sam? And I think people know already know the difference between this. I mean, they know that you, 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 dear college student, you've already been around people who get not much else from a job they go to than a paycheck. That's right. really it. And maybe you have been on a track right now preparing to do that yourself mm-hmm. because you thought that was really, that is your future. Uh, but, but, there, there is definitely a difference between something you do nine to five or whatever the shift is to earn a living and something that you, you could do and they, and they couldn't, what they pay you doesn't matter. Right. That, You're so a, inspired every that's day. That's a wonderful sentence that you put together there. <laughs> Thanks, so, and it was, I was ready for the inspiration and then grammatically, you say, <laughs> you don't speak English. I, I don't know what I'm expecting. Um, yeah, you, you, you speak to me like I'm a Neanderthal with words. Uh, and, and then when I come up with something that actually makes sense, you say, that's Sam, good job. That made sense. <laughs> no, I think what you were trying to say, so if I, I, if I may wordsmith it a little bit, good. is that when you find your passion, you don't work a day in your life. Yeah. You, you do what is, you do what comes naturally, what pours out of you. And that's the best place to be. Um, you know, we just did an interview with Rick Rawson and he mentioned like position doesn't really matter. Don't chase position. Don't chase, you know, a paycheck, chase your passion. And, um, there's probably a lot of parents right now saying like, my kid wants to be a rock musician. Don't, don't tell them that they need something to fall back on. Absolutely. But you, you also need to be able to exercise that passion muscle. And if you can't do that, we're less, less we're less human. We are less human. Yeah. Because in our, in our most human moments, I think we, we are the best expression of humanity when we are doing what we were specifically built to do. And you see that in people, you know, 
and and we all recognize that in a musician who's just one with the instrument or in someone who writes a book and you're just like, oh, are you crazy? And it's not all artistic. Like I see it in surgeons that just know what they're doing and can't wait or ER docs or, you know, dentists for sure. My dentist was built to do this and he feels the most comfortable while he's, you know, extracting a tooth. And I feel the most comfortable with him when I'm not in his <laughs> office ever, but um, no, he's, br- he's brilliant at it. And so, so do what comes brilliantly and what you're passionate about. Yeah. Yes. A, jo- a job, if I can continue with this and see if I can put words that make sense this time, a job is uh, a job is something we retire from, right? Yeah. Uh, a passion, a, a vocation or something that that feeds your soul is something you keep doing until the day you die. Uh, you see them around you, don't you? People yeah. who are doing the thing that they love so much that they don't really think about when do I get to stop doing this and really devote my life to or my time to what what really feeds my soul. A sure work is work. We get it, but right. But um, if you can align those two things more closely together, your passion and your what God gave you to do in this world with how you also make a living, that is the sweetest of all spots to be in. And um, college is the time to figure that out. And you know what? Here, but here's another thing. I want to say two more things about this. Because I know when we talk about this, it stresses some people out of their minds. They're like, what if I choose wrong? <laughs> right. Um, guess what? Um, there are things you can change in life and a career path is definitely one of those. Right. Uh, uh, definitely one of those. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't stress too much about that. I think lots of us ended up doing something different than we thought we were going to do when we were in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but if you can in college begin to really discover what it is that your passions are and how you can serve in the world, that'd be great. Last thing I want to say and this, I'm going to say really slowly because I know some people really need to hear it. And I want to say it right. Um, you do not have to live out the unrealized dreams of your parents. Mm, come on. Live, live your own dreams. And I know parents, when you hear me say this, you may be saying, no, nah, I don't know. Um, but, but I spent too much time with with college students overburdened, burning out, and lifeless through their college years um, because they were trying so hard to live out the unrealized dreams of their parents. Yeah. Um, you, don't, you don't have to do that. Live your own dreams. Yeah. I'll give you your own dreams. Yeah. So I got, I got a statement for you, Sam. Go. Maybe, is it a statement? Is it a question? Is it okay to be angry about what's happening right now? Most definitely. The entire range of human emotion is not only appropriate. I've been angry. So why wouldn't a college student be angry? Mm-hmm. Imagine what they've lost. You know, imagine the, uh, I was, because I live with a college student, I see it every day. Um, so absolutely it's okay to be angry and it's okay to be sad. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to be anxious. You know, we, you and I talked about this earlier this week, or was it during the weekend? Um, a prominent preacher of the Uh, word. Yeah. 
Oh. Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it. The statement was, "Worrying is atheism, a or, soft form of atheism." What a damaging, crushing thing to say to somebody right now. Yeah, couldn't disagree with that more. Yeah, like what you're experiencing, what you're feeling—that's all part of the the human exposition of life and who we are, and. That doesn't mean you don't trust in God. That doesn't mean yeah. that you're somehow unfaithful or it doesn't even mean that you're doubting. It means that you're feeling something that's real, that's God-given as well. Yeah, you're human. Right, you're a human being that has a range of emotions and to to deny an emotion that people are feeling is, yeah. um, I, it's malpractice. And to deny, and to say that to people who may have, experience or maybe right now going through a diagnosed case of anxiety or chronic uh anything is um is it was it was irresponsible so yeah. so let's be positive yeah um your fear your worry um your disappointment is in no way uh saying that you don't believe or trust in god no look right. at the psalms David's constantly, he's constantly saying, what about my enemies, God? Constantly. Right. What about my future? What about, uh, he's worrying. He's anxious. I always go back to the centurion who's like, I believe, help my unbelief. Yeah, exactly. Like what? Exactly. That, does that, isn't that a paradox? No, that's, that's the reality, right? I believe, help my unbelief. We exist in the mutuality of belief and unbelief, of, of happiness and sadness, you know? Yeah like those pendulums swing and it's okay. And especially when things are, when things are unsure, that's when those pendulum swings, pendulum swings are even more pronounced, I think. So you may wake up one morning as a college student right now, feeling I got this, I'm going to take the day. And by the end of the day, you're like, I'm done. I'm so upset. I'm so frustrated. I'm in tears. That's all right. All that whole range of emotion, man. That's you said. Get up this morning. I think get up this afternoon sometimes. Well, there is that early <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just assuming hey, they're all studying late into uh, the evening. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, um, I've got a, I've got a couple more statements and then yeah. we'll close it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, there's a difference between. Um, how about this? Um, there's a difference between attending church. Tim, can we make it churchy? All right. And checking off that requirement, that weekly requirement. <laughs> yeah and yeah. being part of a church being church and um yeah and just uh moving through life and treating like this as a requirement that you must meet in order to whatever to be um to get through right which is you know required chapels and required church services and vespers all of that has always been it's always been a you know kind of a dicey road right it's always been a little bit of a weird slope that we're on um you have the opportunity to to shape and design your spiritual life mm -hmm. in ways that you haven't before the options out there of people to listen to of worship experiences to have it's never been more available it's never been more present um and the truth is the body of christ is not separated houses walls now they don't those are not a thing for the body of christ like we don't need buildings to breathe we don't need stages to sing right we need all we need is the body of christ and the connection which is kind of the invisible connection of the body and bodies aren't bodies if they're separated right and and so even this won't separate the body of christ and 
and whatever faith community that you're worshiping with, um, whatever, whatever, wherever you find hope, man, that's, that's where God is speaking to you. And so move into those things and be in those places. Yeah. Just because the cycle of your cycle of spiritual, the framework through which you moved in your spiritual formation has been removed. Um, doesn't mean that you don't have an opportunity right now to really shape a discipline that sustains you uh, spiritually for the future. Yeah. This is the opportunity you have. It's like all the rules were are gone, right? And no one's telling you where or when to be. This is the time for you to to start. It's like a reset button that right. no one no one really wanted or no one saw coming. But right now you have it, and this is for the time for you to discover what it really means to be ecclesia with each other. Mm-hmm. What's uh, ecclesia? Ecclesia is the New Testament word for gathering of uh, believers. Yeah. And not gathering, it's actually for life together. It's life together, right. It's not just gathering. That's an assembly. Yeah. I was thinking as we move to a close, uh, Tim mm-hmm. and your listener. Um, so we've been every week, our discipline has been to get together for at noon and watch Crosswalk, the broadcast, which is the last broadcast of the day. So it's hard to to stay off of all of the chats and the texting, commenting on your sermon <laughs> throughout the morning. Cause I'm like, I want to hear it fresh. I want to hear it fresh <laughs> the first time. And um, we were singing a song this week together. Um, we've been watching the song, but this week there was one song we actually decided we're all, we're all in and, and the whole family singing it. And, and I was struck by this difference. There's a difference uh, between singing a worship song and actually worshiping God through a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Between consuming um, and engaging, right? Yeah. Singing a song, realizing that you are in the presence of the creator, no matter what, where you are in the, on the globe, a living room yeah. somewhere or a church somewhere. And the, that engagement is what made all the difference. Right. Man, that's so, in, that it's so interesting because that's the same thing that happened to us. We do the same thing. We sit down at noon because I've got other things going on. And I'm, I'm active in the chats through the whole thing, but I always turn off the sermon because it's painful to listen to myself preach, number one. And number two, <laughs> I, like, I want to listen to it with my family. I kind of want to experience it because my disconnect with the sermon is it's very different now because I write the whole thing and then we, you know, we record it, but I don't have the same sort of connection that I normally do preaching it three or four times and really, really kind of living in it. So it's a little bit different. So I experienced the sermon in a very different way at at noon. And I found the same thing happening. All of a sudden we were all singing in the house where normally that doesn't necessarily happen, but like we're all sitting on the couches, we're all singing. And it was like a sweet moment. And it's taken us this long to maybe figure out that format, if you will, or finally need it so much to to reach out. But, but I want to say, I want to say one thing. Like if we can have a final word, can we have a final word? Final word, go. Um, Those of us who've worked in, certainly in ministry with young people over the years have always found an incredible amount of hope in you. Hmm. Um, I'm getting a little choked up saying this, interestingly. Um, You will be better than us because of this. Hmm. You will think about things differently, more deeply. You will, you will appreciate things differently than we ever have. And you will, you'll create a different sort of expression of spirituality that will carry us through when we're older. Um, maybe it doesn't feel like a blessing right now, 
but I believe that what God will give your whole generation during this time may be the hope of the world. And so I'm, I'm not grateful for this at this point, but I'm grateful for you and for, I know as a parent and all the parents around the world that got their kids back, even for a few months, like we revel in having you back, but we're excited to see how this will shape you. And we believe it'll actually be good for the world and good for who, you know, we've screwed it up enough, certainly. Um, but we're excited to see what God's going to do through you because of this. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, the, little, the little, I think this is the first for us. We've, we've choked up together on the podcast. <clears throat> yeah. We did. Um, we have, um, we did screw it up in a lot of ways, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and I've said this, you've said your final, I'm going to say my final word. Uh, we, we may not be handing you, we tried really hard to hand you a better version of everything. Church, a theology that, that w- wouldn't be toxic for you, a, um, a political structure that was uh, more benevolent. But what you see around you may be the project that you have to take up from us. And no. you will be way better equipped than we were when we started. Um, and I agree with you, Tim, because you're more creative, more brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're more resilient. Um, and you are beautifully radiant, amazing. And um, wow. We, we pray for you every day. Yeah. And we're, we're blessed by you. And just for the record, we're, we're Gen X. So we blame the boomers for everything. It's not really us. We blame the boomers for everything. We don't take responsibility. And we're middle-aged men, weepy, weepy, weepy men. Um, Um, But, but I have a lot of hope for the future because of you guys and the sabbatical may redirect you in a way that's, that's good for all of us. So thank you. Thank you guys for hanging in there. Um, you'll you'll come out of your your homes soon and get away from us, and then we'll just miss you. <laughs> All right, hey, this is uh, Sam and Tim, Tim and Sam, uh, coming at you, dear college student. Uh, that's like a special piece, like a special. That's a nice one. Good job, Sam. Very nice. Thanks for the suggestion. That was a good suggestion. Good job, Tim. All right, we're out.